Kapla, fellow humans. <laughs> You're currently listening to Star Trek, highly illogical. Take it away, Spanner. Okay. What's this episode called? This was this was um, set your phases to yum. And why is it that? <laughs> it's just a really amusing way of talking about Star Trek food and drink. There we go. There we are. So set your faces to yum. Faces? Set your faces. Oh, that's better. Set your faces to yum because you're going to get your faces stuffed with delicious Star Trek food. Not necessarily delicious. Conversation. You know, it could be stuffing your face with live worms. Well, that's delicious to Klingons. They do seem to get excited about a bowl of worms. Yeah, the, the fresher the better, the more wiggly. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Do you want half dead wo- gah. No, 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 no. Do you think the uh, the Klingon worms wake up and are like, today is a good day to die and be eaten by <laughs> someone? You know, it, it kind of strikes me that it's meant to be like tough guy food. You know, like we're trying to see these these guys are warriors. hardened warriors. And here's evidence if ever you needed it because the guy is going to eat live worms with his bare hands. It didn't stri- mm-hmm. I don't think that's all that tough myself. Eating like... Um, coconut like a raw coconut with your bare hands i mean you'd have to smash it open on your cranial Anybody. ridges wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, which well, you've got cranial works. ridges could be for actually it could be Wait. mashing they wouldn't just be coconuts for star trek they would be antarian coconuts or something wouldn't they but well, whatever do you think klingons have ridges on the butts so they could sit on the coconuts uh don't know about that i mean they've got them all the way down the back haven't they so yeah i guess it makes sense that they have um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but ridges? I was going to say rectal ridges or something. Rectal ridges, yes. It seems logical. Or I'm sure a few hum- humans have sizes as well, but that's yep. probably not quite the same. Star Trek, highly illogical. These are the ramblings of Spanner and Alfie, their continuing mission to overanalyze sci-fi telly, to explore nonsensical truth and strange new observations, to badly go where too many have gone before. What would be your most replicated food item if you had a replicator at home? Now, don't don't be a posh twat and be like, oh, caviar and lobster, because no. we know you're lying. Yeah. And Vulcans don't lie. <laughs> That's, I'm so glad I'm not a Vulcan. Um, I mean, I would probably replicate a lot of tea and beer, but I feel like I would eat a lot more sushi if I had, you know, if it was so easy that I could just tell the, the wall to make me sushi and, you know. Gak sushi. Gak sushi. Gak, gak yeah. sushi would work. Like, yeah, yes, I think so. Klingon sushi would totally work. There we go. So sushi, that's a good answer. Yeah. What about you? McDonald's. (laughs) Oh dear, come on. You can do better than that. (laughs) Or cereal. I'm really unsophisticated. Cereal? I mean, I'm very, very sophisticated, obviously. Obviously. But cereal or McDonald's. Yeah, just... I mean, I'm not going to pretend it'd be something else. Like, I do enjoy other food, don't get me wrong. But like... If it was most replicated most often, probably. When, you, yeah, when you're walking past the wall, that's the thing that you would generally just be saying, hey, give me a Yeah, I'd, I'd train it to be like cereal and I'd just throw a piece of cereal and I'd open my mouth and I'd catch it and I'd be like, give it like a finger back, finger gun, kind of like, yeah, replicate it and 
yeah. carry on about my day. It so would just sort of spray cornflakes in your face as you walk in. <laughs> It'd be so embarrassing when people come round to your quarters and there's like under the replicator, there's just all this like grounding cornflakes on the floor and all under the replicator where you've had your head under there. Just like, I mean, <laughs> just like all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, and like maybe some half eaten chicken nuggets. <laughs> it's quite, so I know we, we had a week to like go and do some homework and study about food and drink and. But I didn't do shit. I didn't. I didn't do anything. Um, I feel like so, I've been doing this homework for a long time. That's all. Yeah, well, yeah want... fifty years for you, isn't it? Yeah, nearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, one yes. of my early memories of Star Trek actually was around the food. You know, like from original series where they would eat those colourful little cube things. You know, it was like space food things. Lumps of pre-cooked gelatin or jelly. I guess so. It was just every so often, you know, they would sort of wander into, well, I guess what we would now call a mess hall, but it was just like a, a, a room, wasn't it? You know, like... It was a bit like time forward. It was a bit time forward wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit, and there'd be, it was it was a recreational area, and Uhura might play a lyre, was it, or something that she had, and dance around and sing a little bit. And every so often, they would go and fetch something, you know, like the it's got the cupboard on the wall a bit, just like a canteen. A crappy canteen at work somewhere, and it's sort of mm-hmm. like it's a coffee machine kind of thing. Yeah, and there's the sort of the the door on it would lift up automatically. It was so it was like really a kind of rickety. You could you could see the guy kind of above the wall lifting it manually, you know, like on strings or something. <laughs> wobble and stick of it as it was going up, and and it would go because that was a that was a scientific that was a science in noise back then and. It was probably manufactured out of a thin piece of card. It was, I'm sure. And then somebody would just shove a like a, <laughs> a tray from behind. Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't them. It was. A, it was a machine. It was a computer or something that uh, that was operating the food synthesizer. And then just every so often there would be these like little coloured cubes. And I was just thought they looked really good. It used to fascinate me a little bit, like wondering what it, what this space food was that they were eating. You know, it's some... tasty. Were you like, oh, I bet that's like a roast beef dinner, sort of Willy Wonka esque. No, it made me think more like these guys that get to eat, like in the future, you get to eat sweets for dinner. You know, it's like cake or it kind of made, made, okay. made me think of fruit, not fruit pastels, um, opal fruits, whatever they're called now. Starburst. Starburst. Or are they back to opal fruit? No, but like big that. ones, like really big sort of chunky ones. And I used to think that like the future looks awesome because you just... Sounds like it would be hard to chew, like endless chewing. Yeah, yeah, you would. I bet you get joyic. From some of them, joy ache, yeah. ache from too much joy. Too much joy, so it's, it's so good it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> that could be the tagline. So good it hurts. Yeah. Food of the future, food share, one might say. That's brilliant. They've never really carried on with that. It all went back to you know proper food, and like nobody, nobody's ever gone up to the replicator on the Enterprise D and said, "Computer." colourful little square cakey things <laughs> <laughs> which they should because that's what they used to eat on Kirk's ship actually maybe seven of nine she likes to eat uh, food supplemental nutrition yeah. bar yeah but I mean people take comfort in their food I mean O'Brien loves talking about his home his mum made homegrown food and <laughs> Kirk was like eat my food and it's like some seeds and breakfast eggs. I don't know. I really need to remember what she called it. 
if you were walking down the promenade then, which restaurant were you going first? Easy. I want those big lollipop things that they sell on the on the promenade. <laughs> you oh, know that those um, Bajoran things. Yeah, they look like huge treacle toffee. They look like they just break your teeth and you'd be sucking on them for hours. And I like to keep my mouth occupied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they make me think of those rocket ice lollies, but bigger. But bigger. <laughs> and and right, spicy. Yeah. I don't know why, but they look spicy to me. You know, like it'd be sort well, of a, a spicy yeah. ice lolly. Yeah, more like potpourri in an ice lolly form. Like, form? you know, it gets its colour from chilli powder or some kind of, like, you know, hasbro yeah. powder or whatever it is. I was going to say, spicy is a thing for the Bajorans, uh, right? Because of the fucking hasbro. Yeah. Mm. And like some, you know, you, the only good hasbro is when it's really spicy and people are like, you cannot handle the hasbro. <laughs> What are they called, those big lollies? Jumja, Jumja sticks. Jumja. That's it, Jumja stick. It says here that it's a Bajoran confection made from the sap of the Jumja tree. Ah, so it's like a maple, it is like a maple syrup then. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's not then, <laughs> I guess it's not spicy. It's not a spicy lolly, which is kind of a shame. No, it's, it's more like what you'd eat at a bonfire night fireworks celebration oh yeah like uh, like it's a kind of toffee or something yeah, yeah like a tof- toffee apple treacle kind of do you know like you can get those you know in blackpool it's those big dummies made out of rock it could be like that it kind of yes. like that i've had one of those yeah and it got stuck in my hair and i had it for a week and i ate it anyway i probably kept it under my pillow <laughs> yeah. i don't know but that was like one of the top five highlights i think of my existence yeah. Thus far. But that's only because you haven't had a Jumja stick. True. Maybe the picture one day. I found it's it's got it's captioned and it says Nog enjoying a Jumja stick. <laughs> he really does look like he's enjoying it. He's totally <laughs> focused on it. And... Yeah, they seem like they would rot your teeth. But I think the future dentistry is probably pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um to Paul mentioned something about having a teeth sealed with a polymer of some kind, which I thought sounded like a brilliant idea. Absolutely. Yeah, just reinforce teeth. Yeah. Shields up on your teeth. You know, if, you, if you're eating a jumbo stick, you can just put your teeth shields up. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, Is like, it? like, yeah, like. Not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> the way Picard and Beverly have breakfast together, it is quite ceremonial, I think. Dining and yeah. especially in the mess hall and Voyager, you know, it's all very, it's very still in the 24th century, people are going to connect over food. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to be very much part of the ritual. And that's not changing, even though you could technically just transport food directly into your stomach. <laughs> Doing that, I always felt like like Picard and Beverly, they would have like, the table would be like absolutely full of stuff, uh, but they'd only ever be sort of sipping coffee or tea, hot. Is wasteful. it is it wasteful though? If it's if you just replicate it and you think, well, I've I've done with that. You know, I don't care. I don't want it now anyway. I'll just put it back in the replicator. You know, and it and it reconverts it into energy, doesn't it? So you depends if could, the could you be, would be the super same. wasteful in the future? Would the energy transfer be the same? So if it can't be, can it? There's got to be thermodynamics suggests that there's got to be some loss, even if it's just even mm-hmm. if. It, the replicator just gets a bit hot then you, you're going to lose some of the energy you can't you can't get it all back i guess there we go then to minimal waste but yeah still if you are being super conscious about that it's better not to you know order a, a big breakfast spread knowing that you're just going to have a croissant and earl grey yeah how would you how would it replicate 
like a really long baguette, you know, because the the aperture in a rep in a replicator, it's not that big, is it? You know, or at least it's it's not that wide. So if you wanted something like a long subway sandwich computer, long <laughs> subway sandwich hot, would it just like would you sort of be pulling it out as it's being replicated? I think so. Yeah. How would that work? You're asking the right questions. I mean, I don't know. How do you replicate a back a back, a back cleft? Yeah, or a trombone. Or a bouncy castle. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I guess not, Spanner. Maybe you can just have two smaller baguettes and eat two of them. Hmm. Or do you want to do Lady in the Tramp situation where one of you starts at one end of the baguette, the other starts munching at the other side, and you end up biting each other's face off? It's like less Lady in the Tramp and more Homer Simpson, isn't it? But yeah, effectively. <laughs> and that is what uh, I want to do. And <laughs> so. Maybe this is why they still have restaurants in the 24th century, 23rd century. There are certain things that we can eat that are poisonous to dogs, for example. I think chocolate or something is like top. Oh yeah, I know all those. Chocolate, mushrooms, onions. Yeah. So there must be interspecies More problems things. like that too, you know, like, so you could replicate yourself a Ferengi, is it snail juice? extra smooth but it turns out you know that's like that's fatal to humans oh that'd be a great storyline wouldn't it as if like yeah. we didn't know so does the computer have to scan you beforehand probably not yeah because you? You, it knows who's ordering you yeah. know they know everything about you big brother's watching oh in okay the 24th century but what so if then, quark, well, maybe not if quark goes and replicates a, a snail juice i might be wrong there that I, i'm not actually sure if they do know who's replicating stuff because i think problems have occurred because of that I mean, the antidote, it's the antidote, but... the antidote. Um, Pulaski, when she does the Klingon tea ceremony with right. um, War in and season it... two of The Next Generation, yeah. um, she does the ceremony and she's able to, even though it would kill humans, because she has the antidote and she is a one cool cat. Which is fine, I guess, if you're a doctor. Yeah, you can't just be going... Hey, Doc, I need the antidote. I keep eating these poisonous stuff. I got a problem. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's sort of massive queue outside the med lab. The, what do they call it? Uh, sick bay. Sick bay. There's this massive queue outside. <laughs> the med lab. <laughs> there's massive queue outside sick bay every lunchtime with people saying, can you scan this to see if I can eat it or not? <laughs> that would be inefficient. It seems like you, you bring all the sort of species together with the various cuisines. You're really, you're really taking your life in your hands. Taking a risk, yeah, yeah. They should make more stories about that, though. Like, you know, they, ha they have an ambassador from a new planet that they've just made contact with, but yeah. they eat, I don't know, pineapple, and that mm. makes Malcolm, them grow. Malcolm Reed's favourite food. Oh, yes, it is, exactly. So Malcolm, it's actually Malcolm's the instigator. Because, ooh, he's, he's subtly evil, is Malcolm. He is, isn't he? I wouldn't... Not even I subtle. I want to be alone Not with even it. subtle. Yeah. He, d he gives me... He gives me heebie-jeebies that one so if there are foods then that that could be toxic maybe it's things like you know like a bullion eats a human banana and gets ripped off his tits because it's like gets like really high on ordinary stuff you know so it's just you order a root beer at quarks and then suddenly you've got cardassian with really just, big pupils and you just become popeye the sailor man yeah <laughs> After eating some spinach, you just get you just get buff, and or you go into like some frenzy, like in Pokemon, Pikachu Detective, when they have the yeah, leak you know. of the gas, toxic gas that makes all the Pokemon just go berserk. Yeah. 
if a Vulcan had an overripe pear, it sets them off on the, with a pun far or something like that. It doesn't make it high. You don't make it high in Discovery at some point, or am I getting it sci-fi shows mixed up? Because uh, I know they get high off some alien flowers in. Uh, but... it, it happens to him in the original series, doesn't it? And Spock gets all happy. Oh, yeah, and also in like, the with second Spock, episode of Next Spock. Generation. And I think in, in Discovery, you know, they're, they're, he's effectively on psilocybin, is it, I think? LSD, yeah. yeah. They don't seem to get high particularly, but they talk all the time about it being some kind of... From... Yeah, that's the mushrooms, that's like... Yeah. But uh, what happens in, in The Naked Now, second episode of Next Generation, season one, when, is that just like a, a gas around the planet or the atmosphere that makes them all horny and... Yeah, suicidal. Yeah, I don't think it's something they they've eaten. It's something in the oh, air. Or something in it. And it actually happened in the original series too, didn't it? Because Kirk gets a name drop in that episode. Mm. And they're like, you know, naked frozen people. It's quite a ridiculous yes. episode, but I do like it because it's, it's fun. fun. Yeah. And so that that's when Data gets his end away with Tasha Yar. It is, yes. She's, uh, he, and she reveals fine. that he's yeah. programmed in many different Technique. Positions and oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he comes with m removable part extensions or his prostate tronic network. <laughs> Did someone say game? And perchance for interest's sake, a deadly game? Okay, I think it's time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a test. Okay. I'm up for it. All I right, like so to be tested. Proceed. Okay, uh, so I've got some uh, recipes from across Star Trek, and you, you've got to tell me who the cook is, right? Right. I don't think I understand, but let's just go for it, and it'll be very apparent very quickly I saying, if know, I do been... not, in fact, understand. All right, then. So, who who is the cook who made marsupial surprise? The marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I need, can I? Can you give me some more information? I'm... Yeah, um, it ran out while it was being served, if I remember right. So, I'm gonna say logically, maybe it's from Voyager. Am I close? Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was logical, Captain. And is it something Neelix makes? There you go. It was Neelix. Marsupial surprise. Is it made with Leola root? No, I don't think so, because he makes, you know, Leola root, the tea, Everything. pies and stuff. Now, I, I kind of, marsupial surprise kind of makes me think of like a, I don't know, I'm picturing a pie with like a monkey's tail sticking out of it or something. And... Really? Not like Mars soup? <laughs> Mars soup? No, well, he's never been to Mars, has he? No, I meant like his ma. His mum, his mum. Oh, his ma. His ma. Our, our ma. <laughs> ma soup from Talaxian ma. <laughs> yeah, he likes to put a bit of himself in his cooking. His mum's called Malaxia. Really? No. Helix. Okay, do you want the next one? I sure do. Blackened redfish with cream spinach and sauteed beets. Blackened redfish, cream spinach and sauteed beets. Who made it? Oh my god, this sounds so familiar. It's not on... Can we come back to that? Yeah. Just giving a chance for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so who made... Uh, and this this one, I think, you've probably got, like, the opportunity, like, several opportunities to get this one right. But who made Plomix Soup? Ah, oh, the fucking Plomix Soup. Plomix Soup. Ah. 
I feel I'm letting myself. I'm so disappointed in myself. Why don't I know these straight away? This clinic soup. It's not from the the flu episode. Well, it's come up a few times, I think, because it's uh, it's like soup. It's a it's a a very bland soup that Vulcans have for breakfast. Oh, okay. So Tipal, Tipal loves Plemic soup. Does she? Yeah. yeah she, she. That's her special meal that bland, she likes. Like, oh God, that's bland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Super. you know, bland ain't always bad. No, no, I guess not. Um, but um, ooh, so, but we have seen somebody making it. Uh, I guess someone Vulcan. Oh, no. Oh. Does Riker make it? On... Dude, crushed it. That's, nice. So that's why I was thinking of Next Generation because like Riker makes it in the last episode yeah. of Enterprise. That's one. Right. Okay, who do you want another one? Yes. I'm going to jump ahead actually from some of these that I've got. Um, chicken sandwich and coffee. Chicken sandwich. Is it? Is it black coffee? Hot? Mm, don't think it's specified. Hmm, I was going to say Janeway. I was going to say Janeway. No, is it, is it, is it, um, no, it's, it's Kirk. Yes, it is Kirk. Yeah, it's Kirk. Because when he gets tribbles in his... This is supposed to be my chicken sandwich and coffee and there's like a tribble in his cup. Yes, yeah, so I got that one, right? Okay, this one's a drink. Vulcans don't cheat. I don't believe that. I I don't believe that either. I think Vulcans, their Romulan streak makes them cheat. Yeah, and they would cheat. They would justify in their own minds that it was logical to yeah. win. It's not cheating, it's logic. Exactly, yeah. Why, it would be illogical not to cheat. Yeah, that's, that's what they would say, and then they would feel fine about it. Are they Vulcans? Okay, this this one's a drink. You ready? Yes. Okay, oh, I've made it hard for myself here. Check, truth. Oh my gosh. Are you speaking Klingon then? No, I was, sorry, I sneezed. Were you sneezing? Yeah, I was going to say, you better sneeze. Check truth. How's that? That was a good one. But that's not Klingon. Well, I would give it away. It is Klingon. Well, there we go. Like, so, but they just drink prune juice or blood wine. Apparently not. I got to check cloth to you too, man. Check cloth yourself before you wreck yourself. I don't know. I, I, I fail here. You're not getting this. I, uh, I am You're not. so close. I'm, okay, well, but I... Is it a food? Or, no, it's a no, drink. <laughs> you started off by saying it's a drink. It you gave me that, you know. In which instance would it be drank? Like, which time of day or like which event would it be commonly If you drank? If you find yourself hanging around with sort of beatnik space farmers who you've just kind of displaced from their home. Beatnik space farmers, so Bajorans? <laughs> Oh, no, okay, I guess you're not getting this one. This one's from that episode of TNG where um, where they, they wait, beam up those Wait, people. tell me the episode, tell me the episode. Don't, up don't, the Long don't. Ladder, is it called? Ah, you know, ah, where she's ah. No, 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 stop, 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 I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. That's, what's the matter with you, Riker? Have you never seen a woman before? <laughs> there you go, yeah. That's her dad. He's like, yeah. wants something with a bit more of a bite. That's the one, and so... And then he the pulls an absurd bonnet. face. Yeah. The wharf orders him a check from the check Yeah, and it makes him go all cross-eyed, and she gets all angry and goes off to wash Riker's feet or something. No, she's like, please show me where to wash my feet. Where can wash her feet? And then I, I never understood this that thing about like you generally start at the top. I think and work your way down. That's yeah. like some sort of flirty thing, and it's really suggestive. But I honestly don't know what she's talking about. 
what the meaning like, is. I always wonder, did she mean like the top? Yeah, I, I'm always questioning whether she means the top of her body, like her head, or the top yeah, of like her head. So, so does he have to wash her hair first or something, and then sort of? Or work? does she just mean the top of her feet? Yeah, I don't know. Do you want one more? Yeah. Feline supplement seventy-four. Ah, oh, that's the little spot. Yeah. Well, who cooked it? Data. Okay. Good. Yeah. Do you recall, do you recall the episode? Uh, well, the one with spot in it. Yep. And. Is it where it continuously replicates? There's a re replicator malfunction episode and it continuously replicates the food? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I got it down as Data's Day, you know, where O'Brien's okay. getting married to Keiko. It's a really good episode. I really like that one. And like, I love that episode too. I love that episode. They break up and Data thinks it's a really good thing and he goes <laughs> up to tell him. And, and it's totally their fault. They both get like really arsy with Data, but it's totally their own fault. You know, no, but, but Data's like, good news, O'Brien. Um, <laughs> you know how you want to prioritize Keiko's happiness? Well, she says she's happier without you, so everybody's happy now. I'd love to do that to someone. You got what all but Czech Tluth, did you? No, we, we, had, we, we were going back to blackened redfish with cream spinach and sauteed beets. We skipped over that one because she... Give me more information, yeah. Checking out on that one. Yeah. More information. It's, well, like, let's say it's DS9. But that kind of gives it away. Doesn't though. Uh, who's eating that shit? Well, they're all eating it. Okay, so Cisco. Yeah, I feel like you got there through the process of elimination, it... really, though. Well, I got there through logic. Yes, you did actually. Damn, you did. You you cheated, but in a Vulcan way, which is not cheating. But and it that... doesn't sound like a meal that Cisco would be like, showing off about. He's got them all round round his quarters, and he's cooking, and like. Um, and I and I, I really feel for Bashir because I feel the same way about beets or beetroots as we prefer, don't we? We've seen Julian eat gak before now, but he's like totally turns his nose up. He looks really green when he sees these like boiled beetroots. I mean, the Cisco's quarters must just stink if he's been boiling beetroots all day. Yeah, I'm not sure of the ventilation situation. I don't know. Hopefully, good on a starship and I think he, he, <laughs> or in a space station. I think of, of all of them, though, that sounds the worst to me. Like, creamed spinach actually sounds pretty gross. Yeah, it's like, do you want your spinach creamed? <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> we don't want, regular it, regular I don't want it at all. So I definitely don't want it creaming. Exactly. <laughs> so you did all right? I did all right. I did. How many points are you going to give me? Because we're going to do a point system. Um, oh, how many did I ask you? Let's have a see. One, two, three, four, getting all, five, six. Getting all mathematical. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you five points out of that. A five out of six? That's very generous. I was, you know, I was hoping that it would be more than a three. So I'm ha very happy. I mean, I handed you Cisco a little bit, but that you got Riker with Plomic Soup, I was super impressed with. And the Kirk one, I thought, was pretty good too. And you are the authority on this particular game. So That's thank cool. you. I will take that and kapla myself later. You've been listening to Star Trek Highly Logical with Alfie and Spanner. And you can find us at StarTrekHighlyLogical.com. Send in your questions. And you can find our socials there too. Live long and prosper. And I think the correct response is peace and long life. Peace and long legs. <laughs> <laughs>